Hold on to your butt. I'm, of course, surprised that a story had such an immediate and profound effect upon radio listeners. Hooey pleases the boobs a great deal more than sense. Whoa, is us! We're in a lot of trouble! In politics, man must learn to rise above principle. What the hell are we doing here? We are behaving the way a superpower ought to behave. Well, our behavior has produced some crappy results. What we're witnessing now is the failure of the state. It is a death struggle for our republic. Giving voice to liberty in our time. Welcome to the program, folks. Um, I have to begin the show tonight on a somber note. There's been a passing, and I'm not joking around. Uh, Somebody who's world-renowned, who died much too young from a heart attack at the age of 53 today. (sighs) But uh, here, to know who it is, this person, it's a weird sort of notoriety. Um, But I think I'll play the song, and you'll find out who died today. That's right. No way. Way. Oh. Stacy's mom died today. No. be the truth is just dead because the source is thehardtimes.net thehardtimes.net describes themselves as the hard times is a very real punk news site that you should not question just absorb the information as truth and move on <laughs> it's a weird world we live in possible lies but fake news actually not fake news CNN your satire or at least hard times I do really enjoy when you do. Donald. Yes. <laughs> it's getting cracks a little, me, it cracks me up. It's getting a little better. The finger makes it. Yeah. The no, finger. Right. No, could I, could I, please, excuse me, excuse me. He does that brilliantly <laughs> when reporters are, excuse me. Yeah. Excuse, it's excuse so good. Me. All right. Uh, oh, so, welcome to the Joey Clark Radio Hour on the show. So, is Stacey's mom dead? No, oh. Rachel Hunter, I believe, is still alive, but right. the actor that played Chewbacca passed away. Oh, no. Oh, man. No, it came from hardtimes.net. I believe it's a fake Where art. were you when he was sharing that I know, but I believe anything. It was a hoax from 2018. Golly. Yeah. God, get with it. It's stuff. fake news. Fake news. Hey, Mom, how you doing? Yeah. So, before we get into this, we have Emily Hayes here, old lady Hayes. I'm still calling you Emily Hayes, but did you for take... For work, that is appropriate. Did you take the last name legally, though, for other purposes? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Awesome. But because my career in radio 
is built on the, the haze yeah. so that's how it shall stay awesome awesome and we have mr spot Lowe's here last night and before we get into um a little bit of what we discussed last night as well as some other news out there tonight it's the four Hundredth episode of the Joey Clark Radio Hour. Yay, Joey! Yay! Oh, celebration! Happy four hundred! Yay! Quack, quack. <laughs> what a great, great time we're having here on the radio. I got you a gift. You got me a gift. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie to you. It's super last minute. I didn't realize it was your four hundredth show. Right, I've been numbering them uh, for a while now. I imagine so. So I keep track of it. I don't. Yeah. I don't usually count. But um. <laughs> so. I had to run an errand a moment ago, and I picked up a little something for you because, you know, yay, Liberty. Yeah. Um, And instead of a card, you got a Post-it note, and instead of wrapping paper, you have tissue paper. All right. I can hear it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Also, just just know that husband wraps all the gifts you ever receive from our family because I can't. Well, he's very good with his hands. Yes, he is. (laughs) Yeah. Seth is smiling like a child over here. odd. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, you were way too excited for that line. I, I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. You didn't have to say anything. It was your reaction. Yep. Anyway, the post-it note says, congrats on 400 shows. Enjoy your Liberty Shades. Much love, old lady. Hayes, in parentheses, train. Brother, brother. <gasps> brother, brother. Oh, let's open this up. Let's get this. T- oh, this tissue paper is strong. I've been working out. But it's like it's strong. That two-ply, man. Oh, it's goodness. tissue paper, not <laughs> toilet really paper, you big oh, goober. Lord. Oh, Lord. Whoa. Seriously, these are like yeah. Where are red, the safety scissors? Red, white, and blue Macho Man Sunglasses So they don't actually have lenses It's just the bar yeah, yeah, you see through them Brother, brother I'll take your picture if you like Oh <laughs> the cream of the crop would rise to the top. Lean back in front of the microphone. Like this? Like we're like this? That's good. Yeah. yeah. Hold it right there. Yeah. yeah. 400 shows, brother. Brother, squeeze brother. Squeeze it. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to send these to you so you can post them. Yeah, we'll put it on the book of face. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. How easy can you see out of them? Not very well. I wouldn't <laughs> drive in these. <laughs> okay. It no, looks right. like you're blind. Yeah, I wouldn't drive in these. Well, thank you, Emily. Oh, man, there's so much liberty in the room. Yeah, that's so I mean, awesome. Feeling the power of them. I think this right may be now. a new profile photo for you. Oh, that's pretty good. Right? That's pretty good. I Let's sent see. you two to choose from. There's in action. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty good at the profile oh, picture taken. I'm, you are. That is I awesome. I appreciate this. This is, this is a great day. Wow. Well, I figured it'd welcome. be like a, a piece of glass from like the cabinet in the gas station. What? Like an ashtray or like a little dragon or something. No. Even no. if it's last minute, I still try to be thoughtful. Hey, my thoughts are different. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> so I don't moment, think anybody will argue that. A moment I, if y'all will allow it, because it's my fourth episode, yes, and absolutely. we haven't done this sort of thing in a while. I want to get into y'all's dynamic. It seems to be interesting these days. You gave him some very wise and worldly advice, I hear. Did I you tell in, people about that? I was informed of that last night. But Look. before we do that, okay. we are a news talk station. So let me cover something real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
because this continuing thing over the Attorney General William Barr and blah, 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 blah. First off, I've said it before and I'll say it again. On the matter of the Russians interfering in the election, I think it's true. But the lesson I'm learning from it, the more I watch these yahoos on the right and the left, but especially the Democrats because they're the ones freaking out these days, um, the more they talk about the Russian interference in the election, blah, 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 what I'm hearing is, how dare the Russians or any other foreigner misinform and sow discord with the American people? The only people allowed to sow discord... The only people allowed to disinform, misinform, fool and propagandize the American people are patriotic Americans. <laughs> so stick it in that in your pipe and smoke it or something. <laughs> you stupid, big, stupid rooskies. Stupid, big, stupid, stupids. But the other lesson of this week I've learned, and this is a good lesson you can carry with you when it comes to politics. And if maybe you're running a campaign or maybe you're just in a fight. KFC is acceptable. We, we'll get to that in a second. Too. Oh, good Lord. But um, props sometimes work. Yeah, people are talking about it. Yeah. But the lesson of this week to me is if you don't like the conclusion, make up your own. Damn the process. If you don't like the conclusion, damn the process. That's what's going on here. Mm-hmm. Now, somebody who I do respect who's been on this program, Keith Farrell, I interviewed him for his novel last year. A novel called The Line, great book. He said, he commented on this, said, except Mueller himself says the conclusion we were presented is false. Mm-hmm. And then I, I had a, a long response to Keith, and I'd like to read it now. I don't usually share Book of Faces drama. This isn't really drama. This is just my perspective. And because I respect mm-hmm. Keith, I wanted to... I'm not trying to get into a fight. I'm just trying to tell you where I'm coming from. Because I don't see it as my job to defend the president all the time. I mean, he's a big boy, and, you know, like there's nobody on conservative talk radio defending the president. Oh, no! But I'm also now looking to, you know, get the president. And on this question of Russian collusion, which was the big narrative for two years, Mm -hmm. I was wondering, okay, how should I approach this? You know what? I'll wait for Robert Mueller and his report. This is what I wrote, Mr. Farrell. Well, the letter that Mueller sent after Barr sent out his summary at the end of March, it was dropped, it was leaked yesterday, this letter the Mueller team signed by Robert Mueller was sent to William Barr, and it was revealed and thrown in his face at this Senate committee yesterday. Well, the letter says Barr's initial summary of principal conclusions didn't, quote, fully capture the context, nature, and substance of this office's work and conclusions. Barr, in response to that yesterday, testified, number one, that wasn't the goal of his summary to fully capture the context, nature, and substance of his office's work. His goal was to give, like, a verdict. Like, we just got done with this case. Here's the verdict. Not guilty. Or guilty. Or whatever. Guilty on these counts, not guilty on the others. He was just trying to give, the name of it was Summary of Principal Conclusions. Not Summary of General Themes and how, you know, suspect the president is. And number two, Barr, after receiving this letter, called Robert Mueller. Mm-hmm. And so Bill calls Bob. <laughs> he's like, hey, Bob, what, what, why, why this letter? What, what did you not like about my summary principal conclusions? And according to Barr's testimony yesterday, Mueller told him over the phone that Barr's initial summary wasn't incorrect. 
it was just something like incomplete. And Mueller was concerned about false impressions in the press. So, and my response is, well, I want to hear what Robert Mueller has to say. But here's my general perspective on this whole saga. I waited for two years for the Mueller report before drawing any legal conclusions about what's going to happen to the president and what the president did. That's the reason we set up the special counsel's office, why Rod Rosenstein appointed it. I'm going to wait. I'm not going to play the stupid partisan game. It's, it's stupid to me, but others can do it. I'm not going to play this speculation game. So I waited. When the summary came out from Barr in March, the bottom line conclusion seemed clear to me. And reacting to that summary, I said that the political action, the real meat of this, will be when we get the full report in four weeks, it'll be over these potential obstruction of justice charges. And I said this because the summary made it pretty clear by quoting the bread and butter quote that made it clear that Robert Mueller had punted, punted the football on charging or not charging Donald Trump with obstruction of justice. It also made clear that there was not sufficient evidence to charge not only the Trump campaign, Trump himself, or any other American with conspiring or coordinating with the Russians. So no collusion, (laughs) which people are freaking out like that's a Donald Trump talking point. I'm sorry. I followed the media for two years. Yes, Donald Trump said no collusion. This is a witch hunt. It's a hoax. But also people on television and radio and in print and all over the place were suggesting collusion. Hillary Clinton at one of the debates in 2016 said you're a puppet for Putin. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's not exactly just Donald Trump's words. God, people are so dishonest. Mm. I said this because it's all very clear in the summary. And when the full report came out, I don't like being hoodwinked. I didn't feel hoodwinked, though. I felt my easily made assumptions from the summary were confirmed. That obstruction would be where the political action is. And there's no evidence of Trump... The Trump campaign or any other American coordinating or conspiring with the Russians, according to Robert Mueller. And seeing the full context didn't change my perspective. It did make me curious, though, what is the attorney general's reasoning, legal reasoning, behind not finding or charging Donald Trump with obstruction? Because Mueller punted, left that up to the attorney general. So I stand by this is the lesson of the week. That if you don't like the conclusions, and what were the two main conclusions of the report? The two main legal conclusions, because you can go into all sorts here. The president's character, the president told people to lie, blah, 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 blah. The Russians had these activities going on. But the two main legal conclusions of the report are, again, no American, not Trump, not the campaign, no other American. There's no, not sufficient evidence to charge, which is the standard here in the United States judicial system. And the other was that Mueller had punted on obstruction. Like I said before, I'm not out to get Trump. I'm also not quick to defend him. I'm defending the fact that I waited and waited and waited and listened to all this nonsense, this sound and fury almost signifying nothing. Mueller's conclusions seem clear. His portrait of Trump is kind of what I thought the president to be. He's an imperfect person, to put it mildly. (laughs) And I think a lot of people who support the president and voted for him thought that, too. Excuse me, pardon me. If you think Trump is, like, the perfect guy, uh, that's your right, and you can vote how you want. But I think you're wrong. We're all people. 
Especially when you have a lot of money. Oh, man, if I had billions of dollars, I... Well, I know what I would do, and it would not look pretty. I, I will say this, though. Mueller's decision to punt on charging Trump with obstruction or not charging him. Mueller said something to the effect of, though we don't have sufficient evidence to charge the president with obstruction of justice, nor does this exonerate him. What was my... Th- so my feeling on that is why even add that right. line? That's exactly just to how keep yourself in a safe bubble of you. You didn't say either way, so how can people really be mad at you? Right, and I, I when I read that, not in Mueller's report, but in Barr's summary, mm-hmm. which is what we're complaining about today, and what all the Democrats were complaining about in the hearing yesterday, I was I was frustrated because I realized this show will continue. Yeah. We'll continue to argue over did the president have corrupt intent and blah, blah, blah. And now William Barr is suspect. He's acting like the president's personal lawyer. It is absurd. And I told Keith, my good friend, that uh, let's just watch Marvel movies and Game of Thrones because we both love that, man. This is ridiculous. And we can decide this. If the Democrats are the ones who impeach the president. You don't have the stones to do that. Robert Mueller didn't have the stones to charge him with obstruction. Legally speaking, the president's pretty much exonerated. Politically speaking, it's still the ball's still up in there. Mm-hmm. So I doubt they'll impeach. This will be decided in 2020. Once the clown car of 20-something candidates gets sorted out. Good Lord. I'm not. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not looking forward to any of this no, it's in, frustrating. in in our position, especially. I get so burnt out and tired of. I get so tired of the hateful rhetoric and the the superficial attacks. Mm-hmm. I can't stand it, and mm. it's it's the name of the game. I though. know, and it's everywhere. Like I've, it it really wears on me, and I think that the country is suffering from that fatigue as well so they're closer to a breaking point when when disagreements on on the Mueller report for instance when they share their feelings about it you know normally maybe you could just scroll by and just be like oh okay well that's that person's opinion but you're so inundated with it day in day out that you're already on the edge and you're like you know I don't agree with that and then you angrily type on your phone while you're taking a poop and say all these hateful things to somebody that you probably would never even say to their face. Right. Keyboard warriors. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's it's really easy to be hateful from behind a keyboard. Exactly. It's a lot harder to have a civil discussion with someone about something you disagree with. Well, and somebody uh, called in earlier today on these airwaves and called the opposition, in his mind, the Democrats, uh, traitors to the country. No. And I heard where the guy was coming from, but uh, I think also I would say that there are a lot in the Democratic Party who have been saying for years that uh, Trump... And a lot of the Republicans are traitors. So when both sides are calling you each other... You can make the same argument for both sides. You yeah. could lay out the argument and then say, who are we talking about, Republicans or Democrats? Well, those traitors' votes count just as much as your votes, and then I would tell that the Democrats consider Republicans traitors as well. But I told this guy, I can understand his frustration, mm-hmm. and he wants to see the president succeed. I understand his point. But here's my secret hope is that the more we see this circus, the more that we see, what did I call it before this show? Some people will start to get wise to it and realize 
this is mostly a crap form of entertainment that can't even touch, say, Game of Thrones or Avengers Endgame, let alone Andy Griffith. Like, it is nowhere near even... Our, this is some sort of terrible fiction that fancies itself real, that is petty, that is divisive, that is fundamentally about gaining power and essentially blaming the other side. No, they're more of a sinner than I am. It's yeah. absurd, it's ridiculous, and, you know, that system can sometimes work if you're having a good-faith argument over policy, like particular policies. What are you actually talking about? What do you think the actual effects will be, and people are often wrong? Talk about values. Fair enough. But when it's just a war, war by other means, a battle, I don't think it's going to end well, and I'm hoping that a lot of people out there are listening and watching and waking up to the idea of how uh, insidious our politics has become. It's unfortunate. It's so unfortunate. And, you know, I'm sorry for sharing fake news earlier today. I just wanted to play Stacy's mom because MILFs need love, too. <laughs> you got me. I totally believe you. I right. was like, oh, man, that's so that's sad. A, those weren't your gift. I know, but I just had to test them out. Have you ever stood really close to the blinds and just opened them just enough? Yeah. And, yeah. Wait, why are you peeking through the blinds? Well, because that's what it Creep. feels like right now. Yeah. You, you peeping Tom. Peeping Pe- Seth. Oh, totally is. I was going into one of the prod rooms downstairs, and he was just standing in the hall. Well, and this goes into hall, our topic after the break. Is Seth being just, you know... Is he being, you know, this... Seth, that's what I, I am just saying. Well, yeah, you can be who you are, I suppose, but are you being this sort of gregarious, out-on-the-town guy who likes to talk to everybody, or are you kind of creeping? Uh, no, don't answer. <laughs> He's having to think about it. <laughs> am I don't creep? ask her, because she'll say the latter of the two. You don't know what I will say. Well, we'll adjudicate I, oh this case God. after God. the break. Thank you for listening, folks. The 400th episode of the Joe Clark Radio Hour. Thank you for the gift. Emily. I like him a lot. And, well, the show is brought to you by this evening, Express Fitness 24-7. I was there this morning, brother, brother. <laughs> I like we're on the same page, Emily. Getting a good leg workout in. I love the place because it's in the name, 24-7. I could get in early before I had to come in and yep. get some things done. Um, and I got a great workout in. When you become a member for a very reasonable monthly fee, it's month to month. You don't have to do a year-long contract. You like that. Yeah, so you can try it out. You don't have to, you know, just try it out. Try it out, guys. You don't have to, you know, sign up for some hundreds of dollars. You can do a very reasonable rate month to month. I'm going to the Zelda Road location. That's um, convenient. The Hillwood Festival Shopping Center right near my house. And there's no, like, lack of equipment, state-of-the-art stuff. Free weights, weight machines, cardio machines, all sorts of things there. So they also give you free initial personal training. So you don't feel like fish out of water. What are your goals? Here's some things you can do and get you started. That's awesome. Great place. So check them out. ExpressFitness24.com. That is ExpressFitness, the number 24.com. ExpressFitness24.7. When you give them a call, tell them Joey from the radio sent you. We'll be right back. Joey Clark.
Joey Clark. Oh, welcome back. So we're going to leave politics alone for the moment. It's a Nazi! It was a Nazi man! No, it's not. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't want to talk about politics. I don't want to talk about politics at all. Got no food. Got no jobs. Our pets' heads are falling off! Well, I'm sorry that's happening. Is that Fifi? What? <laughs> it was a crack fox to start. Yeah. See, she knows my drops. It was a what? Mighty Boosh. The crack fox. This is my peach hat. I, I don't know. Those are my squishy boots. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, could you do something for me before you go, Mr. Fancy Man? <laughs> could, you, could you smash my face in? Could you tear me apart like soft is bread? This, is this Brit- British? Pop on me. Yes, yeah, the boosh. The, uh, the hoosh? The it mighty boosh. It was a Nazi man. I, uh, oh, oh, this is this is British humor, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. terrible humor. Yeah, that's why. It's yeah, not- okay, no, you can no, leave no. now. Yeah, I love you too. Oh, right here, the the Dad. Yeah. Okay. Now you have really set a trap for yourself because oh, you just God. consulted one of my favorite television shows. Yep. Yep. And we Wish are here to weigh your behavior. <laughs> now we asked earlier before the break: Is Seth Spotlow just a gregarious gentleman who loves you know to be social and have plenty of company around him, like when he's an extra in a movie about 1960s racism? <laughs> Beating people with fake rebar. I was so upset. Yeah! I was so upset about that whole thing. Like, I wasn't upset that they shaved my husband's face and he's got this mustache that he won't get rid of now. <laughs> I think it looks good. He's slowly, not Getting slowly, grayer. but he's like, he's just turning into Ron Swanson. And that's okay. <laughs> What's wrong with Ron Swanson? There's that no, is a man's man. There's nothing uh-huh. wrong with And he sponsors Ron. Morton Salt. He endorses. Nick Offerman does? No, the character endorses. That's the only thing he endorses. And he buries his gold in different places around the city. Yeah, but you know, it's the... It's one of the greatest TV characters (laughs) ever. Like the waste of vegetables and stuff like that. I don't know. It's a a thing. Does he need... The more... What I was... (laughs) I told Eric when he said something about... Yeah, well, Seth Seth said I should send my headshot in and just see because they need extras. And, you you know, I thought, well, you know, we'll try it out. And so... They pick him, and he didn't know what the story was about or anything like that. And he came home that night, and he had the mustache, and he was telling me about it and when it was said and Mm -hmm. and what the subject matter was and stuff like that. And I was like, do you want to be on camera (laughs) doing these things? Yeah, but you, you need like, people was, to play I those roles. Him, I was like, I hope I was hoping that it wasn't like a like anything a racist with, thing. Yeah, I was like, I, I was hoping it wasn't a racist. Oh, and it totally is, and, and he he's goes, totally like right up there. Is this the Spike yeah. Lee movie yeah. that's being shot in yep. the area? And he was like, it's. I think that gives you cred. I think you just need to stop now. It gives you street cred. Like, yeah, <laughs> like woke cred. Yeah, man. Because afterwards, I was like, "Dude, come on, let's, let's come on. Right. I, I'll help you up. We right. do you, it again." You embodied the racism of the '60s uh, and right. like four great black directors. Yeah. People had beards. during a riot. People had beards in the '60s. Like, why did you have to? Oh no! The, 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 if I lost the hair, I know. If he had gone in looking like he had looked before the change for the, the yeah. grooming change, I mean, you would have been a dirty hippie. It's, yeah, you I, wouldn't have been allowed in a restaurant. Well, the first one I was in, I had to be a cop for 1957. Hmm. So I, I showed up, and they were like, "What?" Well, I just found out how much I really matter to Seth because. Oh, know. he didn't call you to be an extra. Well, no. Uh-huh. I mean, what? Mm-hmm. What? How? 
You mean a lot to me. Why do you think I... You well, I mean, you know... You, you mean the world, Like, man. super groomed for all this stuff. But like, anyway. you let them do all this stuff to you. Uh-huh. And they paid me. Yeah. Oh, she's okay. saying that you you didn't get super groomed for the wedding. You got. You, you did get a haircut. And you had your beard trimmed up. Yeah. I look nice. Yeah. I was all greasy and oily and clean. <laughs> Waxed up, crazy, it seems, crazy, oily, clean. It seems here that you're trying to avoid the question at hand. Okay, what's the question again? Are you a gregarious gentleman? That is, you yes. like to be social and you just enjoy other people's company. Yes. Or are I'm not you, a globalist whore. Fair enough, but are you? <sighs> you listen to Baron too much. Well, it's fine. He'll he'll grow out of it. Um, <laughs> love you, Baron. Love you, man. Okay, so, are you that? And maybe you're both of these things. Or can you be a little too gregarious? Could you be a little too, like, like eager, thirsty, hungry (laughs) for some attention from the opposite sex? Possibly, but I'm also just doing what I do. And I don't worry about... Maybe I should worry about what I'm doing. Not every lady you meet's a snack, man. I... (laughs) Tell them that to, about me. I'm not a piece of meat. What? Well, we know this. Okay. You're a complex human being with a whole history and a series of emotions. I understand this. I, I see, during because we had this conversation the other day. I didn't day. want to have this conversation with him. You don't? No, well. She didn't want to, but she I did. I did not want to the other night, but it happened. I'm glad you did. Thank and you. I, was I love you for that. You could really share did. some of the deets. Are you okay with me sharing? Yeah, man. You can do okay. all you want to. I don't care. Well, of course not. And let me set this up, because last night we were talking with your awesome husband. Yes, your, His mustachioed man. <laughs> The slowly evolving Ron Swanson type man. And uh, he was saying that one evening, it finally just kind of boiled over. Like, you you weren't angry, per se, but... With me? No, I not think- not with you. You know, you were more just fed up with Seth and, like, all his neurosis over here about women. Okay, let me... And you gave him advice, so I'd, I'd want to hear Now this. I understand why husband said you should really listen to last night's shows. <laughs> Before you do tonight. Yeah, you walked into a trap. Um, I had to do the biscuits game last night, so I didn't get to listen. Oh, that's cool. But I, you know, I'm traveling this weekend, so it's usually when I catch up on the ones that I missed. Oh, thank uh, you. Well, you're welcome. Podcast available everywhere where podcasts are available. Um, so Eric and like as any, anyone who's listened to the show for a matter of time knows, Eric and Seth are best friends, have been since high school, so on and so forth. I, you know. I don't want to insert myself in a conversation I was not invited to. Fair enough. You know what I mean? That's a good rule. So, you know, when you and Eric talk about things and you talk so freaking loud, you don't even have to be on speakerphone and I can hear you. I just, you know, I absorb it. I don't say anything. I hear it. I'm like, yeah, okay. But, you know, as as we've gone on, uh, you know, in our friendship, mm-hmm. in mine and yours friendship, um... There's just some observations I had made, and the only person I ever discussed them with was my husband. Sure. uh, Who happens to be your best friend. And I'm sure he did not pass any of that conversing along to you, because that is, you know, our stuff. It's confidential stuff. I didn't feel like it was my place to offer my opinion, because that is your best friend, and you were speaking to him, albeit you were speaking very loudly. (laughs) You were speaking to him. You weren't speaking to me. You weren't seeking any advice from me, so it's not my place to step up and say anything. Okay, well. However, 
the other night when you came over for dinner and you spoke about it in front of me. And that was my Perry Mason moment. What is a Perry Mason moment? When he gets somebody in cross-examination because they opened the door into a subject that was off-limits, but they opened the door so he can walk through it. Do you know what I'm talking about? Not really. Can I rip the door off the hinges real quick? I, I'm no. sorry. We're not always on the same wavelength. It's, but a, it's, it's, it's a court thing. Like, so so like, your husband's becoming Ron Swanson. You're becoming Perry Mason. Pretty much. All right. <laughs> it's a good couple. And you're turning into so. Macho Man. So, so you mentioned it in front mm-hmm. of me, and therefore I felt comfortable saying something. But, man, the minute I said something, I, it was like, just say one sentence. Just say one thing. Don't get into it. And it was just like verbal diarrhea. Okay, so let's you're being kind of meta about this and generalizing. I like it. You're giving the the context of the situation. What were they talking about in particular this loudmouth gregarious gentleman over here? What triggered you to initially say it and then everything came out? Ladies. Ladies. He was speaking about ladies. Singular lady. Oh, okay. Right? Maybe. Yeah, you were speaking about a lady in particular, but then it was a broad general thing because Mm -hmm. I told him, I said, as cliche as this sounds, because everyone who ever said it to me, I was like, yeah, whatever, give me another shot. Um, You have got to know yourself and be happy with yourself before any kind of successful relationship can happen. And you can't be... On the hunt, on the prowl, 24-7, hardcore, looking for someone. You've got to let go of the situation and just live your life. And then you'll stop by somebody's birthday party and a bearded man will say five words to you. (laughs) And you'll fall in love. I I was not looking for Eric when I, you know... I do love Duran Duran. You're throwing me off. No, Uh, I'm just saying you can't be hungry like the wolf. You can't. Because when when you invited me to your birthday celebration, you said Joey's gonna come by and 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 you know, I said I'm gonna it's he said it's Sunday night. I said I'm gonna be coming back out of town. You're like it's Super Bowl Sunday. And I was like, Well, you know, do you have to pass where you're gonna be on my way home? I'll pop in. Say hey to my friends, say hey to you, and say hey to Joey, because this is when you were trying to be more. This is a hundred or maybe a hundred shows ago. I don't sure, know. Right. I don't know the math on it, but right. it was it was shows and shows and shows ago where you were trying to be more social. Right. Remember? I gave that up quick. Yeah, that went away. Yeah, but you came out and I wanted to support you being social. I came out of my house. You came out of your <laughs> Came out of my house, out of my hermit hole. You came out of your house that night to hang out with people. It's small; they can call it a closet. And um, and I was super proud of you for that. So mm-hmm. I wanted to stop by and support you. And that's when I met husband with a braided beard, and his beard was braided, and he said five right. words to me. Um, he was intimidated. Well, I hear that a lot. Uh, I believe it. I hear that too. But anywho. Um, at that point in my life, I wasn't the happiest person. I wasn't the happiest in the job that I was in, that I'd moved up here from Mobile for. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I was really at a, I'm either going north or I'm going back south. I'm not staying here. Mm-hmm. And it was looking for different jobs and situations and things. And was I going to stay here or was I going to move? Because I was... 
you're going through some personal trials and tribulations. Yeah, I was going future, through some stuff. All sorts of things. I didn't, yeah. I mean, and then, you know, I met him. A month later, he asked me out. And now, here we are, a couple months into our marriage. So, I had my mind on so many other things. I knew who I was. I knew what I wanted. I knew where I wanted to be in life. And I wasn't getting it in my other job. So, meeting him and that I was not looking for a boyfriend. I wasn't looking for a fiance. I was not looking for a husband. And into my path it was set. So She was looking for a future and the future found her. And are you looking, do you know, what was he saying? I don't think you're looking. I think you're like just hardcore hunting and just wanting it so badly. Hmm. You've just you've just got to let things happen on their natural timetable. And you've got to be comfortable being with yourself, be it in a crowd full of people or at home watching Rick and Morty. Like, good show. Really it's a great show. show. Yeah. Uh, Rose loves it. Yeah. So, I, um, but you... So I, well, let's let's yeah, we've been yeah, talking talk, at Seth for a little bit. So here. I've taken this advice, and um, I understand that I'm I'm. Did you accept the criticism? Yes, I, I love it, man. You tell me stuff. You okay? When you married him, now you you both are one. Okay. Yeah. It's, yeah. So when I'm talking to him, I know I'm talking to you. It really is. When I'm talking to him, I'm talking to you. Uh, you I mean, talk quietly. I, yeah, and I don't care. It's bad. I mean, come on. I, I can't tell him something without you automatically knowing it. You know. So if you hear something, please feel free to tell me because I am far from the perfect person, and I could use all the criticism that I need. And that is why that is why I have taken what you said to me to the next level and been like, okay, well, let's. Well, basically, what you said is, I'm for a month. I'm not going to talk to anybody with the idea of getting naked with them. So, Oh my I, god, I, that's not what I said. Well, <laughs> so, I'm glad we're talking about this. We're hashing it out. So I, I've just decided to do a month of where I just I do not talk to anybody that way at all. And That way? Yeah. With the intent of... See, and I didn't even really think about having the intent before. I was just being friendly and nice because there's a level of friendliness that just comes along with me that is considered flirting. You're a gentleman, yeah. I mean, you are a people person, Seth. Yeah. You're, you're good with all types of folks. So all, it's so hard. All manner of folks. Like you're, you're an easy person to talk to. But wait, if you were just being friendly before and social and outgoing, which you are, uh -huh. then why did you take her advice as essentially I need to take a passionate vow of celibacy? Yeah, that's I didn't say that's what that, I do. Well, I didn't say that. See that? Okay, so there it is. There it is. It's the extreme yeah, of man. one or the other. Yeah, you, it's either all or none. See, no, no. You have to find the balance of stuff. That's kind of why I was in rehab once upon a time, because I don't know how to do that. So I either do all or none, and I was just going to go all the way, full-fledged, and then because it, the first week it's going to be rough, and the second week it'll get better, and then the third week I won't even worry about it, and the fourth week it'll be... But that you know. energy that you were going to spend, you know, on the ladies... <laughs> Focus that energy on yourself. I'm Take yourself out for a date. Every night. <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously, man. Twice a day. You do yeah. live in Millbrook. <laughs> you know what? Y'all are all jealous of Millbrook. That's I all am I now. Say. I am. I'm a little bit jealous of now it. Now I wonder why we had a basement. 
<laughs> what, is, what are you talking about? Oh, bless it. So how are you doing with this? You going about your day all right? You don't, you don't, I think you, maybe we're overthinking it. We're yeah. overanalyzing it. Yeah, and, um. But I think she's right fundamentally. You need to work on you. Yeah, and the way that I do that is just, I'm just cutting off. You know what I'm saying? And it's just cut, cut the head off, spite the neck or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know. I'm not sure what you mean. Yeah. Well, either way, I'm I'm gonna do it, and it's 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 there. Mm-hmm. I, I I if I see a temptation, I look up. <laughs> if I see temptation, air quotes. No, I want I want to throw up. an angle into this that I've thought about pertaining to myself. Do you think social media plays a unfortunate role? Yes, a terrible. Yeah, in it's terms right. of the idea, of the question of dating, relationships, meeting somebody. It does not help at all. I'm trying to get away from that as much as possible. I try to because you were meeting people, some people that way. Yeah. And now I that that just uh, slowly. Well, it's almost like you, you could have a good conversation with somebody like through Messenger or you know you slide into their DMs or whatever. See that right there? You said it. That sounds like something kinky. Yeah, well, you it know, means you send somebody a direct message. I know, but then there's always like a, a an ulterior motive. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying on either party, and I just don't trust it, man. Okay, you know, so I feel like that's just uh, go back old school. All right, so I'll, just I'll, I'll write down you. something on a sticky note and fold it up and give it to you. Interesting, interesting. There's, uh, I'm just keeping people informed. We are a news talk station. A new New York Times report um, came out not too long ago talking about how the FBI sent an investigator posing as an assistant to meet with Trump aide in 2016. This is going to get so interesting. Mm-hmm. Now that we have the findings of the Mueller report, there will be a look in now that there was no so called collusion. Uh, they'll be looking into the beginnings of the investigation. That should be interesting. But, you know, the reason I brought all that up is because... Does that really seem that important? It does in the grand scheme of things. But on base, next to the conversation we're talking about, there might be some people out there going, Talk about the news! But, I mean, when you're talking about somebody's life and how to get it better, and, I mean, you're 30, I always forget how old you are, 36, yeah. and you like to find somebody to live, to carry out your life yeah. with, it's a difficult task, it's a worrying yeah. task. I don't think you're the only person who worries about this sort of yeah. thing. I'm not picking on you, Emily's no, not picking on you. I know. I'm more using you as an example of we all are a little, Everybody's know, trying. Anxious in this and regard. I have no problem with it, and I'm cool with it, because, I mean, I know you care about me, and I love you very much, man. Without you and Eric, I'd be screw and you too man you know without all three y'all y'all my friends you know and if you want to give me advice i have no problem with taking it and i will run with it because that's what people do in a way i have become more conservative in a cultural sense that i'm starting to realize that the breakdown of family formation is a major problem with this country like i'm I'm seeing it i've seen it with people i know um, in a way, I, I've seen it very personally that it, when you don't have that tight-knit unit, there are obviously some members of my family who pick up you know, tomorrow, and even if we haven't talked in a while, and it's fine. Mm-hmm. But the idea that people, especially at my age, at 30, 36, for whatever reason, we're not forming family units. And I'm not saying it has to be a particular type. I'm saying that that gives you all sorts of strengths. 
there's also, I mean, anything has problems too, or potential risk, but it gives a lot of strengths in terms of economic security, in terms of emotional support. Uh, there's a lot of things that are great about having a good family unit, and sometimes people make up for it with good friendships, but I don't know if it could ever quite be the same as, you know, starting a family. I didn't realize just how important all of that was until my grandfather passed away. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the end of February, and that uh, told Eric, I felt like a door had been knocked down, and I, you know, just all these emotions came flooding through, and I realized a lot of stuff that I would have never put together or thought about in that way until he was no longer on this planet right. and realizing how important he was in in every aspect of my life what he what he instilled in my mom that got passed on to me and um and what he provided what a stabilizing force he was in my life i and like for instance we moved around a lot but i always knew that from the time that i was three years old to now at 34 i can always go back to the farm right. i can always go home to the farm and my grandparents are going to be there right and it's like a rock yeah he 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 was the foundation for everything that that we've built and so he lives on through us and right and all that but uh but that's yeah it can i'm wake very you up. blessed that yeah. i had that because i know not a lot of people do you, get that do you watch game of thrones no, I don't watch Game of Thrones. Sure. Yeah, I'm Game gonna, of Thrones. Yeah, Game of Thrones. But I'm going to... Um, no, I'll share a line that, without giving much anything away, it's just the line that's important here. Um, some advisors are talking about, oh, wouldn't that be a good thing for that to, for this to happen? But mm -hmm. they're so young. And they're like, yeah, and they say they respect our opinion. And, uh, you know, we're a bunch of old men up here talking about what the future should be. But the young say they respect our opinion. And one of the older advisors says, yeah, respect. They do give us respect, but respect's what the young give the old to keep us at a distance. Mm. And they're mm. like, what do you mean? Why would they want to keep us at a distance? Because we remind them of something. What do we remind them of? That nothing lasts. Mm -hmm. mm. And I, I think when you realize, start to realize nothing completely lasts forever, or certain things you definitely hope and believe last forever. Uh, you, you see the importance of, like, you can go a decade. I'm talking about myself now and go, well, what the hell did I do? I had some fun. I was also miserable. And My 20s. What sort of opportunities? I mean, the reason I think I didn't start a family is because I didn't meet anybody that, that, like, that path that kind of fell in front of you when yeah. you were ha having these issues these trials and tribulations it hasn't shown itself to me it's not clear to me um but i'm working at it yeah. and working on myself in that regard and at that point in my life i and the time leading up to it i wasn't a suitable companion for anybody because i was figuring my crap out i had a lot of stuff happen um and i had to get myself sorted out and be comfortable with this is who you are this is how you think with Perry Mason references and, you know, lusting after um, the cars on Dallas sure. that nobody knows what you're talking about when you talk about it. Like having a Dallas-themed birthday party well, and nobody and, getting it. But <laughs> the rise in... Uh, you're, Seth, you're a, a single parent. Mm -hmm. And in many ways, the rise of single parenthood across pretty much all demographics, doesn't matter what race you are, or single moms, single dads, it's... 
um, all different types of communities around the country, um, culturally speaking. But the rise of single parenthood has just flown. And it's grown by leaps and bounds mm-hmm. at a disturbing level when you just look at the aggregate stats. Like when you see a certain situation, an individual situation, you're like, well, I can understand why you're a single parent. Yeah. Um, there's all sorts of good justifications. But I didn't realize this until I finally heard it. It was a fantastic point. Do you really think the people who came back from World War II, the so-called greatest generation, which I think is a good label, greatest generation, do you realize how many seven-month babies were in that generation? It's not like people just started hooking up and, you know, having sex in the 1960s and the free love and the in the 70s and then the, the AIDS and STD scare in the 80s, all this stuff. No, especially in wartime, mm-hmm. when you don't know whether or not you're going to live or die, it seems like the end of the world in many ways. Yeah. People do this sort of thing as solace and or whatnot. And people Companionship. Get, and people get pregnant. Mm-hmm. And what happened back then was a lot of shotgun weddings. And it wasn't always like sunshine and butterflies certainly not but people back then it was a culturally enforced thing it wasn't i'm not talking about the law talking about our culture to where if that happens people kind of were like well let's stay together and it can't always happen but i think there might have been something to that mentality again there you got to take the good with the bad it's not a perfect situation and i'm not judging an individual situation but maybe what people are going through now is so many people that are dealing with raising children on their own um, to now people comparing them to the past where you had that unit, you had that balance. And again, it wasn't all wonderful, it wasn't utopia, but I think there's something to be said.